With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to the Toffee TV Everton podcast. Cam is in the studio again. We're going to talk about Everton. <laughs> A therapy session, this, isn't it? We've had two, two very... Everton results. Yeah, disappointing games since the last podcast. Obviously, within a few days of each other. But the Aston, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about the Aston Villa game, but did you feel like we played... Obviously, Carlo came out after the Sheffield United game and said we played well against Villa. Do you think it was a good performance as in we nailed down, you know, we kept our clean sheet, um, we, 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 you know, we, they, they, they came out and they tried hard. Um, they executed the plan to stay tight, don't concede any cheap, silly goals, but they just couldn't take the chances, didn't create many. Obviously, Gomez had a good chance, um, cutting on his left, yeah. and and it's out of the stadium. <laughs> Do you think they played well against Villa? I think it was it was similar to the very typical Carl Ancelotti away performance that we've seen for the majority of the season. Really, mm-hmm. the only difference was we didn't have that one clear chance that we scored and, and ended up winning the game. We limited Aston Villa to very little. Obviously, they had the tied on Ming's header in the first half, which was um, shocking defending. But other than yeah. that, didn't really have much else. But I wouldn't go as far as to say... I, I think we played well, but ultimately it was a game that we desperately needed the three points in. And we knew, you know, certainly going into Sunday's game against Sheffield United, that uh, if we were going to have any aspiration of, of finishing in Europe, we we sat here after the uh, West Ham game and said, you know, realistically, we need nine points out of 12 in our last game of the season against Manchester City away. And I know they've got the Champions League, and I know they'll probably play their fourth, seventh team. But let's be honest, Manchester City's fourth, seventh team will probably beat Everton comfortably. So hmm. the importance that game although we played well and we kept it tight and we defended well and we limited Aston Villa to very little we still ultimately didn't go out and do what we needed to do which was get all three points and yeah. that was what was the most disappointing thing for me well I mean we said before the game it's three must wins yeah they said but what's the point if you can't beat Sheffield United and it's turned out that way anyway so yeah we've we've, we've pretty, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware we've Balled up European football oh, yeah. now, anyway. It's done. Which is completely down to ourselves. Can't blame yeah. anyone else. No. Teams around us have dropped points. We had, if you look a couple of months ago, after the West Brom game at least, or even earlier, or even later, it looked hardened to miss out on Europe, yeah. where we were and where we've been all season. I think we were in the top four after we beat West yeah. Brom. It just feels like such a low. And you know what? We could easily. Arsenal's got Brighton at home. They've got two. I can't remember the fixtures, but the Leeds and Arsenal got two um, decent fixtures each. All they have to do is pick up six points. And City's them. a free hitter. I, I don't think there's any way we're beating City. Um, no. And we'll be tenth, which is a. I know we've had a good away run all season, only losing three games. We've you know, we won at the we won the Derby and won at Tottenham, won at won at the Emirates. 
but we've been so good at London, but it's been, it's been such a rubbish season, just watching rubbish football. Obviously, yeah. that's down to the players. And you can't argue it's not because they're rubbish. How You can't play attacking nice football when you've not got attacking nice, nice players. players. Yeah, It's just been a really rubbish season. And Obviously, in, in talking about the Villa game, we were, I felt a bit hard. Obviously, a few fans felt hard done by in the, in the, in the West Ham game with the, with the King handball, <laughs> which is yeah. questionable. I um, don't know why they didn't look at it. I didn't see it till after the game. And then another um, decision which was I felt was worse in the filler game because they looked at it, the, the red card decision on yeah. Tyra Mings, and they looked at it on VAR and thought, nah. Well, we've had we've had three, haven't we? We had the the one in, against West Ham, which, again, I, I, mm. I'm I the same with you, mate. I didn't really see it until after it. The Tyrone Mings one is disgusting. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's, he's... he's He's proper done him there. Yeah, it's dangerous. He studs up. Breaker. He doesn't get the ball. His foot's knee high, and he makes contact. So it's it's literally ticks every box for the yeah. for the sending off. And listen, we didn't play. It's not like we, we oh, were. Oh no, wouldn't have made a difference. Well. Wouldn't have made. That, but but then just, you say that, but Tyrone Mings made a goal line clearance in the exa- last couple exactly, of minutes. Yeah. So, so hypothetically, we could have gone on to win the game. I'm not saying that's the reason we didn't because we would. We I thought we were crap. Yeah, we were. But even so, it's just it's it's it's, it's just. It's pathetic now. The standard re- of the refs. Now you can sit in Stockley Park and watch that and and and, and make a decision. That's not a red card. Well, it was one the other day, wasn't he, in, in the Sheffield United game, the handball, and the commentators are saying his arms in a natural position. Well, what's he? What's a natural position? Flagging the bus. He, that's not a natural position. He, he stopped the ball from Coleman's took a touch past him and he's put his hand, hand out and stopped yeah. as if you're playing like five a side and you're going what yeah, exactly. oh, this exactly. is a joke but did you see the, did the commentators oh that's not a penalty that's in a natural position how is that a natural position he's if got you, his arm if out if you cross a ball or take a touch past someone um, and your arm's here it's and it hits your hand it's a penalty yeah all day long like we've seen at Crystal Palace away at Sellers Park at the start of the season that was a penalty yeah it, it's 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 honestly baffling, but yeah, I I don't. If it was a nil nil game and we played really well, I'd I'd feel hard done by. But we'll move on to the Sheffield United game. I really don't care that that wasn't a, a penalty because yeah. even if it, even if it was one nil at that point, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So we if we get the that. one goal back, Sheffield United, they might feel felt felt a bit deflated. So, yeah, what's the point now? And then we might have pushed on and got the second, but after that performance, I'm really not. But I'm too. What's the point arguing about it when we're that bad? It was it was honestly like watching Marco Silva's football. Yeah. These players didn't have a clue. And I, Carlos made some questionable decisions this season. Obviously, I've seen a few people mourn that we played five at the back at home. I I get that. I understand why yeah. that's a bit. You know, playing five five at the back against a, a side that's got eighteen goals all season, obviously nineteen now, and they've relegated like a month ago. Yeah. Um, but the reason we play the five at the back is to allow our wing backs to play higher at the pitch because they're our best um, options. Only, wide. only Be- wide. Well, options. exactly because if you don't, you're playing maybe a four three three. Yeah. Um, maybe a four four, maybe a four four one one with Iwobi. Bernard or Dean on the left mid and yeah. Godfrey left back or something and if if you're playing a Wolby then you're just going to be morning wise you starting a Wolby yeah but he does make some questionable decisions Carlos a lot of them you can back him a lot of them you can't really understand why but I you can't put the blame on Carlos for me because this this squad is just so so bad no I think that 
they've got quality. They've ind- individually got talent, but you put them together, they're not a team. No. There's no legs, and the biggest one for all of for me, they've got absolutely zero brains. This is the thickest, like most brain dead team I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. They've got like Dom. Dom has got so many good qualities. He scored 21 goals a season. Yeah, he doesn't have the brains. Just he's a yard out. It's harder to miss. He tries to open up his body when he's not got the time, and he hits it straight to the keeper. Just use your left. Yeah. Just yeah. use your left. It's 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 baffling some of the the, the decisions these these players make mid game yeah. in game. The the decision making shocking. Not to play a ball, which is the easy ball. To play a ball backwards when you have got ten minutes and you're one nil down. You're passing around the back. Or you're pl- passing around the back and you've not got the players who can get the ball up the pitch. When you've got a big number nine who can hold the ball up, or he wins all of his aerial battles, we can flick it onto it, Charlison, or keep, make a um, chance for himself. How many, how many times have we seen this season where we've just played one long ball up to, <coughs> to Dom and he's flicked it on for Bernardo for himself? Che- uh, Chelsea made the the, um, the penalty up for himself. Man United, he flicked it onto Bernard. Yeah, Derby. Where, exactly. The West Ham game with Michael Keane in the in the cup, he just played a long ball, yeah. flicked it um Took a touch and finished it. West Ham the other day, Godfrey plays one exactly. ball. Exactly. Three to one. ball outside the back and we're too busy faffing around the back. And you know what happens? Things like Holgate yeah. playing a dodgy back pass and they always leads to a goal or doing what he did against uh, Villa at home. It's honestly baffling. The decision making in this team is shocking. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I've ranted for a while, but I'm just. It's honestly put me in an Everton shirt. <laughs> I'll get took off for five minutes, but at least I'll try and play a ball forward or something. For God's sake! Yeah, it's embarrassing. The 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 they are the most thickest team. I, I love. I, I say I love them. I think they're brilliant players individually, but together I think they they're really poor, and I yeah. think the decision making is shocking. Yeah, there's not there's they're not a team as you've just said. There's no cohesion. There's no togetherness. No chemistry. There's no chemistry there's no fight for each other there's no battle for each other it, it was pathetic it was absolutely pathetic and it was embarrassing and like you've just said we, we play about 45 million passes and we don't even get past the halfway line and we're 1-0 down we went 1-0 down but the most worrying thing about that game on Sunday was it's the seventh minute we conceded the seventh minute not only did we concede the stupid goal defensively it was dreadful mm. defensively Godfrey completely leaves his mal- man Alan gets done completely but the worst thing about it is as soon as we conceded that goal, I sat down, Ned sat down, we spoke before off camera, and I'm sure a lot of other Evertonians sat down and went, that's it, we're not getting back mm. in this game because these players haven't got the motivation to get back into a game of football. We talk about the penalty, and it was, it was a blatant penalty. I don't know how in any world it wasn't. And maybe if we'd have got it and scored it, then you know the momentum would have switched. But these players shouldn't need a VAR decision and a penalty. They shouldn't need you know a goal to think, actually, do you know what? We should be performing a lot better here these have been relegated for five weeks we should be able yeah. to turn up and perform we're at home we've got a fight for Europe they had nothing to play for Sheffield United mm. nothing to play for except professional pride that was it out. and they played that they played their heart out they battled they fought they were gritty they were they had quality they were much better than us nothing to play for other than professional pride we had European football to play for and we turned up like that it's disgraceful it's disgusting and it's pathetic and I, I said it two weeks ago 
we don't deserve European football if we can't beat Sheffield United at home, and we do not deserve. You know, we won't get it now anyway. It's it's gone. It's done and dusted. It's over with, and it's it, it's no one's fault other than these players and I do slightly feel for Carlo as he made some questionable decisions this season of course he has as he had some questionable uh, team selections this season of course he has but I, I agree with you I had no issue with the formation on Sunday because it's the only formation that provides us any width we have zero wingers not mm. one winger at the football club so Playing Luca Dean and Seamus Coleman as wing backs is the only way that we're going to get any width. It just so happened that Luca Dean and Seamus Coleman couldn't cross their arms the other day, and the midfield couldn't pass a parcel. Mm. I had no issue. The only issue I had with the substitutions was that Tom Davis didn't come on. I've seen some people going on about the Hammers substitution. No yeah. issue with that. Mm. No issue. He was he was getting sent off. He was going to get himself sent off. He made the first half. He was trying. You know, to play the ball down the line, to trying to play Domin, he couldn't do it. The second half, he spent the majority of his time defending, and he made two or three rash challenges in, in the space of five minutes, and he was already booked. John Moss was waiting for him to make another one, mm. and he'd have gone. So I have no issue whatsoever with James Rodriguez being taken off. Carlo's looking at this team, and, you know, we can talk all we like about the football not being good enough, and... Um, and this, that and the other. Mm. I completely agree with what you said, mate. We can't play great football without great players. And we've all sort of sat here and established over the last week or so is that it's one or two things. They don't care or they're not good enough. And I really don't subscribe to they don't care. I think there's an attitude problem. I think there's a motivation problem. But I think for the majority of it, it's just that these players simply aren't good enough. So that's where the re we're not blaming the players. It's a collective. Oh, yeah, it's a collective, word, yeah. And that's where the recruitment side comes into yeah, it. So absolutely. They need to be doing the, the recruitment side and the players we've got aren't good enough. Yeah, And that's absolutely. not down on the players. That's down to the... Because I think one tricky winger... All, all that game today, Sheffield what it, what needed was a someone with the with the kahunis yeah. to just gra get the, grab the ball and just mm. win the game for us. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this. If we if we get honestly if we get a pen if we get that penalty and I don't know who's on the pitch at that time probably Hammer steps up slots it do you think we go on and win that game? I do I do because I I'd think like to, I'd like to think so I do because I think Sheffield United then they, they would have worry been, a little bit they would have been deflated then they deflate they? themselves the confidence goes the momentum goes and I think Everton jump on that now. We shouldn't need a situation like that to jump on it. You, you said it before off camera when we come in, mate. We go 1-0 down, 7 minutes in, 17-year-old on his Premier League debut scores, which we all knew was going to happen, by the mm. way. We knew it. As soon as we seen the lineup, yeah. we knew we knew that was going to happen. And you, players are dropping their heads. You don't see anybody going, come on, lad, that's not good enough. We're, that's, we're 10 minutes in. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's the it. most disheartening thing. If, if you or me or anyone who give an ounce of care again, for this club put a shirt on on that pitch then, when Holgate made the back pass, when they're passing around the back, every decision you'd be... You'd be sort of, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. you're, in you're, you're ruining my club. You're exactly. an embarrassment. Well, you go 1-0 down in a game 10 minutes in and the first thing your manager says to you or you say to each other is 0-0, lads. That was a silly goal to concede. We shouldn't have conceded it 0-0. And more often than not, if you're better than the opposition team, which I'd like to think mm. we are better than Sheffield United, you go on and you win the game. But we don't do that. We go 1-0 yeah, down and that's it. There's, there's nothing more deflation. We can't pass a ball five yards. We can't cross a ball. Dom all of a sudden can't finish his dinner. Mm. It's almost like... These players have got this pressure of, well, we know that if we get one goal, we're probably going to go on and, and win the game, or we could go on and win the game because they'll be deflated and we'll have the momentum. But 
where's that one goal going to come from? And then players that get the chances fluff them because that pressure of getting mm. that that goal. Um, players can't pass, can't cross. It's just, I just honestly, I don't think this team's got the backbone or the quality to to be any serious challenger for it, for anything. It's just as if they go out away with their head screws on, but at home it's completely. How many silly goals have you considered at home now? That's and I, I've seen a few people backing Godfrey. He's at first of all. We let the ball get out of the corner far too easy. Alan doesn't get goals out of his man and just lets you just walk past him. Yeah. Get goals out of him, get tight and say, beat me. Yeah. He just lets him walk past him. It's two, two players that I fall for, it, Alan and Goffrey. There's no, and then, there's no other way. Well, yeah, and, and then the ball in, I think it's McGoldrick on the, on the D walking into the box. Yes. And Godfrey's not... It looks as, to me like he's trying to cut out the pass. He wasn't... I think he was trying to step out to McGoldrick. I yeah, think he was. was. He was. But... You didn't. You, that was a massive gamble. You didn't know where the ball was going because he it. steps away from that seventeen-year-old lad. If he stayed with the lad and the ball did go to McGoldrick, as soon as McGoldrick takes a touch, you press him on that touch, yeah. get out to him, <coughs> close him down. Yeah. And he took a massive gamble, and it's. Well, I, I watched it again. I watched it again on. Uh, I watched the replays, and, and I obviously watching the final words yesterday, and I seen the still frames. And for as much as it's it, it's. Alan's fault for being turned completely and basically being sent to shop, and as much as it's Ben Godfrey's fault for running off his man and, and leaving him, you watch, you look at the still images or you watch the replay again, and I think it's Calvert Lewin, Decore, Dean, Keane, all mm. is almost just stop as if to say, right, well that 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 player's gone past me now, so that's not my responsibility. I have no idea what Dean was doing. I'm dreadful. He just didn't it's pick absolutely up a man. dreadful. If but but if. If the core had gone to a man, if Calvert Lewin had gone to a man, if Dean had come in, then Ben Goffrey probably doesn't have to think. Right, I've got to get out to him here because somebody's getting out to him. And listen, Ben's at fault because he's he's preempted the situation, mm. which hasn't happened. He's thought this ball's going to him and he's going to strike it, so I'm going to go there, out. There was no communication as well. He should have said, "Watch the watch me, man." Yeah, exactly. While he goes, while he well, goes to the runner. That's what we say about it being it not being a team. They don't. There's no talk, there's no communication, nobody's hitting them you know, hitting each other on the back going, Come on, we're better than this. Wake up, get <laughs> it's, ourselves. It's like going. they're all too they're all like mates and they're all too nice to shout at each other. You you work That's mates. That's it. If you if 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 you and me were like workmates and we were like we were, we were good buddies and we worked in a say we worked in BMQ or something and then you accidentally pushed over a massive rack of expensive equipment and cost cost BMQ loads of money, I'd be going, Hey, Cameron, that's pathetic. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why I used that. was a terrible <laughs> analogy. I don't, yeah. But you know what I mean? Though? It, it's, the, it's work and yeah, the cost. The cost of them. The, look at Paul Pickford. <coughs> he's having a really good yeah. run, form of run. Screen, the only he's player like, screen. You lads are costing me goals and, and yeah. games. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I could, be at a, I could be at a top club here. I could, I could be playing for a European football club, Everton. Yeah. Oh, but it all boils down. European football. It all boils down to conversations we've had before, and and every Evertonian has had before. There's no leaders in this team. There's mm. just no leaders in this team. Your players can lead by example, and players can lead by you know coming in and having experience. But there's not one player in this team who rags players up and goes, "That's not good enough. You need to be better." The only player that's seemed like doing that in recent weeks and has done it is Jordan Pickford mm. in goal. He's the only player that's been screaming and at players and shouting. Coleman's not got the Coleman. Pickford's not got the best, you know, he's not like the most talented player in the squad, but he does his job. Yeah. He sets an example because he does what he's asked to. And remember players like Lee Carsley yeah. in like the 08 or 09 squad or 07 or 06. He was never the most talented, he never had the most quality, but he battled, he played He played 100, 110%, he played his heart out yeah. every week. 
he did his job and he set an example on the pitch and he was allowed it made players look up to him and listen to him when he said you're having a stinker yeah. or you you know what I mean absolutely but it's like Coleman that Coleman gives it all that to the players oh come on you know gives it all that when like doesn't give um, it to his own doesn't give it to his own exactly but even if he did he, he has to set an example of playing yeah. his heart out yeah and he just makes stupid decisions and he's thinking you you're just being wasteful when I he love makes him. six yard six yard runs backwards in his in and runs it out for a corner yeah falls it's, over it's it's not it's just it's not good enough none of the players set an example for no. me no, I love I love Seamus Coleman. I do, but he's I not. Do. He's not. He can't be playing next season. He can't no. play. It, it's all right to bring him in every now and then, maybe in the cup games or you know, again like he's, I said, a, one out of ten. Squad member, isn't he? He, he can't play. Seamus Coleman can play a, one game a week. He can't play more than two games a week, mm. and that and that's it. That's that's pure fact. I love him, and he's great, and he's he's been loyal to the club. But it's time to move on now. It it, it, it is, and that and that's mm. the harsh truth of it. And. It's up to Everton to move on now in the summer. Take away your, you know, your um, niceness, your niceness and Be your ruthless. sentimentalness and all of that sort of stuff. Carlo come out two weeks ago and said, "Oh, Seamus Coleman's got a contract with the club for life. That's fine. That's absolutely fine as long as mm. he's not starting week in week out. He can have a contract with the club for life if it's sitting on the bench or if it's coaching in a few years or if it's a, you know, an assistant manager role, whatever." But if as long as he's not playing week in week out, I don't mind. He can't play week in week out next season. He's not. He's not good enough. He's just not good enough. He's not quick enough. He hasn't got the stamina. He hasn't got the legs to do it. Um, like you said the other night, he run the ball out of play from pretty much the halfway line. Uh, on Sunday, he slipped over after you know running the ball backwards. It's just these little things that you know. Again, I don't want to be picky because it's not just him, but. We all know right backs are a position that we need to improve on drastically. Centre midfield, wingers for me. I mean, we've got no goals in this team, mate. Take Dom. People can slate Dom all he wants. He's not good enough. He's dirty. Yeah. He needs to improve this. All of that. New there. Dominic Calvert Lewin wasn't in the seventeen this season. Everton are fighting relegation, and that's not even hyper dramatic. That's fact. Scored, Our highest goal scorer's got six. Scored twenty-one goals exactly in the whole season. And then look at look look at the midfield. How many goals are coming from midfield this season? Hammers is our joint second top goal scorer and we've all moaned all season mm. about him being injured too much. And he's mm. got more goals other than Dom than anybody in that team. He's joint with Richarlison for, for second Siggins, highest goal. Sigurdsson's got a few a few penalties. You've always it. got one. Decoy's got three <coughs> in the whole season, I think. Bernard, one. Alan non. Davis, non. It's, it's, Dean, non. Coleman, non. You, would, you should be you just one about ten from your, from your defence. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Keane's got three, has he? Well, Two you want three. you want between seven and twelve from both of your wingers, mm, and exactly, we get one from each of them. Let's uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. Whenever you listen to this, we've got a game tomorrow. <laughs> Wolves. I'm not, you know, fans are back in the stadium. We'll t- we'll touch on that later. But let's just have a break from Everton um, for now because I feel like I'm about to punch the table and, and hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been a lot of talk in the. Well, a lot of social media about the team of the season. Yeah. We'll not name a team, but what players have... And they can be, they can be Everton players. No. If you like. <laughs> but what players has stood out for you this season and made a real impact? Um, There's a few. There's a few. I, I think I, I agree, go, I, going I, from goalkeeper... I think Emmy Martinez has had a really solid season. Absolutely. I think he's been, um, you know, brilliant for Aston Villa coming obviously from Arsenal, and to be fair, he come in, you know, 
uh, on the back of some really, really good form. He was brilliant towards mm. the back end of last season for Arsenal. Surprised they let him go. Yeah. I, I, I sort of seen it both ways. I think they got a quite a significant bid, didn't they? They paid 20, 25, 20 million. Something yeah, like something like that, yeah. And of his age, and he wasn't the number one. So I understood where Arsenal were coming from, but then... They also, you sort of look at it and go, well, he's a very, very good goalkeeper and he's, he's been great for Villa. For me, player of the season is, is without question Ruben Diaz from Manchester mm. City. I mean, something that we've always thought about with Manchester City, certainly over the last recent few, um, you know, four or five years or so, is they've always had great attacks, they've always had brilliant players in midfield, brilliant creators, but it's always been that back line that you sort of looked at and thought, we can exploit them here. And Ruben Diaz has just come in and just basically gone, no, you can't, and just solidified that defence. He's been yeah. absolutely fantastic all season he has and you know then you look at uh, some outstanding performances Suchek from West Ham I think has been yeah. brilliant considering you know where they are in the table um, I actually think in terms of teams of the season if, if he'd have stayed fit I think there'd be a shout for somebody like a Harvey Barnes in there because I think he was mm. really impressive for Leicester obviously he got that injury which is which um, same with Jack Grealish really I think Jack Grealish if he wouldn't have had such a big injury he'd be well in the hat his, 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 his numbers are still phenomenal oh, unbelievable. he's still unbelievable. a phenomenal player so so <coughs> great I don't know how people can, I've seen a lot of people put in the, the Euro 20, 2020 2021 <laughs> like, um, like oh this would be my start 11 you cannot leave Grealish out he's so good I understand now. People, a lot of people obviously don't wouldn't sit and watch a Villa game um, unless they're playing their own their own club play. But Villa, Villa Grealish is 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 he's oh, such exactly. a talent. Yeah. He's so underrated. Maybe it's because he needs that move to a bigger club. I I massive respect to him if he sticks out at his boyhood club. I don't think he will. I, I think with FFP, the money that they want to spend, I think yeah, I I, I think he'll get his move to a United or a City maybe. I I think he's 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 so good. Hopefully in Everton, maybe he moves. Yeah, if he moves to Everton, then I think yeah, he I, needs I, his head testing a bit. I, to I, be I fair, I wouldn't see the point. But yeah, he's <clears> he's such a talent. So, but for me, obviously you mentioned Martinez. Martinez, <laughs> the thing with the thing with Villa, they had you know, they, they leaked quite a few goals last season. Um, Tom Eason and they had Pepe Reina yeah. as well. They got them in January, <laughs> made a couple of mistakes, but he was all okay. Improved them slightly. And then Martinez just come in and you look at the back four, he's like playing in front of him, it's not a great back four. And he's, what's he, joint clean sheets or one more clean sheet or one less clean sheet. But they're, just, they're on the yeah. same clean sheets before the Everton game, so I think they're still on the same <coughs> clean sheets now. But he's just he's just such a good keeper. Yeah, he's been He excellent. just makes so many world, worldies. Yeah, he's, he has, he, he's been absolutely excellent. And again, he made a couple... Um, the other week when we played them it's some great he, saves yeah he's just Point a solid saves. tall goalkeeper I said it the other day when we played them away we spent the majority of the game trying to lift the ball in and cross the ball in and I said why are you doing that when you've got a 6 foot mm. 8 goalkeeper or something who's had a fantastic season he's going to come and collect them all day long and he did he did that I think another name who has to be in there is Phil Foden from Manchester yeah. City he is definitely a least young player of the season oh he's 100% just, he's, he's He's a generational talent. He mirrors so many different um, quality play. I'm not saying he's as good, but he, he mirrors like the style of play like, of an Iniesta. Yeah. And then when he's playing on, on the wing, he, he, he looks like, so like the goal against um, Liverpool. I think it was the fourth goal at Anfield or third yeah. or fourth. Where he just smashed it. Um, took a couple of players on. It's like Messi-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. And then he'll have a game where he's like a little chavy. Yeah. He's just so he's he's so versatile. He's just so unbelievable. I think. Oh yes, he's brilliant. I think he's brilliant. And another player, City. Um, who sort of come on length the season is is Gundogan obviously had that long spell where yeah. he scored like yeah. twelve goals on a 
he just couldn't stop scoring. He was just so good. He was playing like almost like the highest man in the yeah um, in the squad. Obviously, they didn't have a striker. He, he was the one making up all the goals. And obviously, if you look in his previous seasons, you know he, he was in and out of the squad. He played quite a lot of games at the whole in the midfield for Fernandinho when he was out. So I had to go into um, defensive midfield, or Rodri was out for some reason, or yeah. in the Champions League games, he played a lot of games at the whole, whole in the midfield. And he's just come on length this season. He's absolutely smashed it. Obviously, um, he had quite a long spell. He's not been the same all season, but he's still been a world class player, isn't he? It's, it's just so there's so many shouts for. Um, t- players of the season but I suppose yeah Ruben Diaz if not best signing of the best summer signing yeah, at, at least um, player of the season because we said before obviously City had a lot of defensive problems last season maybe the reason why they didn't go on win the league obviously the other, I know the team were <laughs> better anyway um, but they just went out and so we always we all, we all said oh why don't they sign Koulibaly oh, fans, I've got a few uh, mates who are fans who wanted Koulibaly and this, and it's another obscure, not obscure, because obviously he was a a good player at a good club in Portugal, and it's just, it's just a, a a player that none of us can say, oh yeah, he'll be a great signing. For, That's it for them. He was young, <coughs> um, just come through it. Benfica was it, and it's just a it's, it's another it's another signing like Edison Diaz, yeah. um Ferran Torres, Rodri, um, Gabriel Jesus. Like these players that like I've I never really not know much about, and they just come in and they. Um, the majority of them have just been world class. Obviously, Torres scored on the, a hat trick on the weekend. They just sign all these brilliant players, and it's like they it's like they stay away from these like players with a quote like, like with the status like Akula Bali, and it yeah. makes me question whether they'll, whether they'll sign a player like um, Haaland because of his status. Exactly, they just sign all these like these these class players just come out of nowhere, and they that's it. Working, they, they Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola's doing such a good job with him. Well, they get the recruitment right, don't they? And, yeah. you know, we sat here and I certainly sat in ours on Saturday night and watched the FA Cup final between Leicester and Manchester City and pretty much had me, on, uh, me head in my hands for the entire game. In yeah. fact, I nearly burst out into tears watching Leicester because I thought that's what Everton should be. Everton mm. should be that. And Leicester are a team who we know, for me, best recruitment in, in the league. Yeah. Sell um, on FC. Oh, yeah, selling club, selling club. Who's, who's not a selling club apart I, from Barcelona, Madrid, look, look Bayern? There's three three teams United. won three teams won um well two teams won trophies this weekend and one team is going to go and win the league. Uh, Dortmund won a trophy this weekend, selling club. Uh, Leicester won a trophy this weekend, selling club. And Lille are going to go and win League One, selling uh, League One, selling mm. club. I'd take being a selling club all day long if you were guaranteeing me a league it's, and a FA Cup in five years all day long. It's 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 perfect recruitment. It is, but City have done the same. City have like you've just said. Whereas everyone sort of thinks, oh, they'll go after Messi in the summer. They'll go after uh, Haaland mm. in the summer. They might still go after Haaland because he's very, very young. And he's still, he's still he's that got a big future. emerging talent, isn't he? Yeah, so it's like whether they see him as a big status, big money signing, or an emerging talent. That's it. And his dad played for City. So I could, I could see it more than like a... Like a they go sign like Dybala or someone yeah. who's well, like that's it. Well, look at the Messi stuff last summer. Last summer it was he's going to City, Messi's going to City, and all the fans, rightly so, yeah. I'd probably be the same. We're, we're very excited about it. And then somebody at Manchester City's obviously gone, look, as, as big as this would be financially for shirt sales and as good of a player as Lionel Messi is, look at his age, look at his wage, look at, yeah. you know, maybe his, his attitude at Barcelona at times. Why sign him when for a lot cheaper Plus. we can go and sign Fernand, Fernand Torres, who's come in and like you said, Hattick the other day, is, is, I think it was his first goal, it was the second goal of Flick over the keeper. Yeah. It was absolutely mm. unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Plus, plus Barcelona were like, we messed the like, <coughs> nah. Yeah, well, yeah, they were, they, mm. they were uh, again, but maybe that's a blessing in disguise yeah. for Manchester City. Yeah, maybe Guardiola was just like, 
Nah. That's but he, he'd have been that perfect false nine this season. Obviously, he, he favours playing. A, he fa- he favours playing like a winger or a you know, more. But it's that age old question is, Nico, do it in the Premier League? Yeah, true. And I know it's I, such a. I know that's why I'm so off, excited. Obviously, you can, but it's not obvious. It's not obvious mm. um, because it's it's never obvious until he's here doing it. That's why I respect Cristiano Ronaldo so much because he's gone and done it in three different leagues at the yeah. highest level. It's so easy to say, "What Messi's the best player in the world? He's the best player ever." Of course, he could do in the league. Technically, yeah, he'd do it. He'd be better than anybody in the league, ability-wise. Yeah, but physicality, would he be able to do it in the league? Would he be able to take put up with, um, you know, a game against Godfrey. Sheffield United or somebody? Yeah, or a Ben Godfrey where in the uh, first ten minutes he's been tackled four times. Would he have the attitude? Would he have the mentality yeah. to do it? It's all of these things. It's not just technical ability I'm not saying that Lionel Messi wouldn't have the technical ability to play in the Premier League he would but would he have the attitude would he have the mentality would he have the physicality you never know until he's here do you God, it, it, you know for a few minutes there I almost forgot Everton and just lost at home to Sheffield United <laughs> nice nice chat about the <coughs> Premier League but yeah unfortunately we'll, we've got to get back to yeah, Everton we'll get back to Everton now <coughs> if you're here for Everton chat then we've got a game whether, whenever you listen to this we've got a game against um, Wolves Tomorrow night for us. Yeah. Um, obviously, the first one in this age, and with the last home game of the season, it's the first one yeah. since December the twentieth. <coughs> Arsenal. Yeah. With with fans, six and a half thousand, is it? <coughs> yeah. If you go in, then um, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> if you go in, then then um, just yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people who've, who've already got um, tickets saying, "I'm just gonna." I said, just, just enjoy Bad it. Said he's not that bothered. Yeah, just try and enjoy it. Just enjoy it. it. Yeah, we haven't been for 18 months. Don't worry about what's happening on the pitch or the yeah. players because they'll let you down again as they've let you down all season. Just take that laptop and watch Howard's Way or something. Yeah. Just enjoy they'll being wa- back at Goodison. They'll walk out and there'll be like a, like a couple blokes in like the upper ball and she's going, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> York. <laughs> just, just hope, you just hope Hamish is playing, don't you? And then Hamish, Hamish just experiences a, you know, just Dude. a small bit of crowd yeah. and he's just like, oh. This is the toffees. That's it. Well, that's it. And ultimately, these players have got to put a reaction in. Um, yeah. And this is this is this is where if they play like they did against Sheffield, they'll get they will get slaughtered. But that's where the worry comes in for me. Yeah. Is either way this well either way it's it's not going to be perfect if we go out and win then yeah it's great but we're all then sitting there saying well why couldn't you have done that last week why couldn't you have done that against Sheffield mm. uh, United if we go out and lose then it pretty much answers that question of do these players just don't care or are they just not good enough it's yeah. just not good enough if they go, if they can't go out and motivate themselves with six and a half thousand Evertonian screaming which they did in December to be fair we got two big results in December I think both of those games we played like we do away from home we sat back we defended and we hit them on the counter attack even though they were a good person. but if this team can't go out and put in a performance they won't get away with putting in the performance they did against Sheffield United which makes me believe that if if we do see a similar game it's not because they don't care it's because they're not good enough um, which I already think anyway but Cam, we'll wait and see they could be playing in a black hole for like uh, against Sheffield United if they can't beat them that's it no I agree I agree simply not good enough yeah I agree I agree they are a collective Collective bunch of players who are good, good individual players. They cannot. They're not. They just don't work. There's no chemistry. There's no pace. We're like a national team, it. aren't we? We're like a national team where you look at it and you go, oh, I fancy them for the the World Cup, or I fancy them for the Euros because they've got this player and that player and this player. But they just don't play together because they're not a team. We don't. They don't. Mm. No one seems to talk to each other on the pitch. No one seems to communicate. No one seems to like each other. It's no like it's like watching a, It's like watching a B Tech England in 2010 or yeah, 2006, which is bad. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. If we're getting to that stage, then good that's good bad. players, but 
it's, it's dross. Yeah. But are, you, are you feeling confident anyway for the Wolves game? No. And yeah, to be honest, I, I could see it going. I could see us turning up, putting in a really good performance, battling, fighting, working hard and beating them because there's fans in the stadium and I, and I can see the players turning up. And I can also, I said it before, we Sunday was rock bottom for Everton. doesn't get much worse than losing to a team that have already been relegated for five weeks and getting outplayed. Sunday was rock bottom. So yeah. I expect, fully have expected uh, some strong words to have been exchanged in that dressing room and throughout the last couple of days of training by Carlo Ancelotti, um, David Duncan, whoever it needs to be. Hopefully, so, hopefully Duncan. Hopefully Duncan, yeah, definitely. So I, I could see a reaction, but I could also see like Bournemouth at the end of last season where we just tear up and yeah. we're still awful I'd, and we I'd, lose I'd, and it's like, well, just, just get it next we, season. We, we've thrown Europe away, our, our, our own. We, we, yeah. This second half of the season has been an absolute shambles. Absolutely. So I've gone past the point of caring now because <laughs> the players don't, yeah. clearly, so why why should we? But... I was going to ask you for your score prediction, but who cares? Oh, who cares? Two one, two one, <laughs> three nil Wolves. Nil nil, one nil. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, but we're, we're rubbish. We're not getting Europe. Yeah, we've blown it. Yeah, we'll all get hyped up for in the summer when we make some good signings, and hopefully it will be class. Yeah, I, I just hope hope to God you just make the right signings. Please don't go out and sign. Anyone K- over twenty nine? Yeah. Kieran Trippier. Oh, oh. We'll end up in two years with a, with this with the same situation. Everyone's thirty. We can't shift him. There's no selling value. And then when the and then we need to replace the whole squad, and we've not got the money to do so. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go in on Marcel Brands with the Trippier rumours because it mightn't be Marcel. It yeah. might just be complete and utter nonsense. I'd suspect it's his agent trying to, trying to get a move. But yeah. if Everton are seriously looking at replacing a thirty-three year old right back with a thirty-year-old right back, then. There's, there's nothing going for us. There's absolutely nothing the, going for us. This is the summer they need to go out and make a statement. Need to change the, the strategy is what we need to mm. do. It's not. This isn't going to be the summer where we're, we won't be in the Champions League next season. We might finish in Europe, but we won't be in the Champions League next season. We won't win the league next season. It's not all going to change this summer, but this summer could see a change of strategy which makes us all sit here in September, October and go, ah, that's where the club's going now. That's the direction they want to go in. These are the types of players they're bringing in. That's the you know the um, the level of player that we're bringing in. That's the the, the sort of you know the trademark of the, of that type of player. So in the next three or four seasons, we might be where we want to be. We won't be there next season, but this summer it's about changing that recruitment strategy to um, to suit. And we'll we'll find we'll know that mate. We'll know in September if we've signed the right players or not. If we if we're sitting here in September, myself and Matt, and we've signed Bale, Coutinho, and yeah. and Kieran Sipia, which then we'll know it won't work. But it won't if, work. if you wanted one season <coughs> of um, top six, top four, then you can go and sign your Coutinho and your and your, and your Bale and your yeah. Kula Bailey, and everyone will be like, ah, see, we told you we'd be better. But then you, what, what happens when we're moving to the stadium? That's squad it. full of thirty-three year olds, and we can't shift him. That's it. Well, so, someone asked me today. Someone asked me today earlier on my team. What about Alan? Can't watch to see Alan for the future and his his future team as a number six. And I said, well, for Alan in the future, I see in two or th- three, maybe three, four years, Alan will be an Everton player. He'll probably be aiming towards retiring. He, well, he, and, uh, how long has he got left of his contract this this summer? He signed. He signed a three year yeah, contract. So two years. He's, so I'd be looking at getting the next Alan after after exactly. a year. And this don't, is don't do don't do a gabamin where you let Ghana go. Bring in gabamin. Yeah. They should have gone and got a, a gabamin before because we knew he was leaving. We should have gone and got Bubakai Samari. 
before Garner left. Exactly. And Adam as a, as a fine replacement. And that's And that's I look what at Leicester's 30 million euros they've signed for. They'll sell him for 56. Yeah. But what are they doing? Out. They're bringing Samari in before Ndidi leaves, before exactly. Thielmans leaves to get him sorted. And then when they go, you can just replace. But then eventually, like a lot of the players they've got now, they, they will keep selling on. Yeah. Like they were a selling club across the park. Exactly. And then eventually they'll say, right, we've got a brilliant squad here. All of you lot, we're going to. Or like yeah. a, a lad wants to leave, going, no, you're, you want to stay because we're going to win the league this season. Do you know why? Because we've got the money now. We've got 100 million here from selling on players and making profit to go sign our our Kula Bali yeah. or like our Allison or Van Dyke, which yeah. is going to be the signer which will win us the league because only he's one more world class player. And they'll all stay and then they'll win trophies and then that's how you get your. Championship winning squad. Well, the club has been riddled with short termism for far too long now. Yeah, we don't need short term options, uh, short term, um, you know, options. We don't need short term solutions because they don't work. They don't work like, like, like you've just said, you, you're spot on, mate. If Everton were one creative midfielder away from winning the league, go out and buy Coutinho. If Everton were a centre half away from winning the league, go out and buy Kula Bali, but we're not. Before we mm. get to that stage where we're uh, one player away from winning the league. Gulabali's thirty six. Coutinho's probably retired. Uh, Alan's probably retired. So and we stop. Have, and we have to start again. Exactly. So stop going out and buying these players for short term solutions when it's not working. We've had six years of buying players for short term solutions and it hasn't worked. Start buying for long term. If if we, if Marcel Brands comes out in the summer, let's say Marcel Brands come out in the summer and sat down as a, in an interview signed. You know, I don't. Let's just say, let's just name players for example. Signed Anguissa, signed um, Leon Bailey, which I think will be difficult because I think Leon Bailey's maybe already passed. The, I think he'd see Everton as a step down. But let's say Anguissa, Leon Bailey, um, Baku or Max Adams, and then you know someone at centre half, and then Brands goes right. This team, these these players are very good. They might even take us to the Champions League next season. But this is the strategy that we're going for for the future. I go sound. I'd be made up with that. I'd say brilliant. That's the type of level of player we need. That's the type of profile of player we need. Happy days. If we go out and we sign the wrong players and we say, well, these players are going to take us in the Champions League next season, they won't. They'll be injured for the two-thirds of the season, like Hammers has been, and we'll all be sitting here in the same seat next year saying, another disappointing season. Thanks, Cam. I feel depressed now. <laughs> well, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's, yeah. it, it's how it is. It, and, and like I said, we're not, we're yeah. not, none of us are going to know that until September when the transfer window closed, slams shut and we yeah. see who we've signed. Footy's, footy's just rubbish. That's awful, it? mate. I'm it's doing just... golf or something. Yeah. Honestly. Let's start a St. Helens Rugby League. <laughs> yeah, there I you go. About rugby we, we'll be sucked back in after we beat Wolves or yeah. beat City. Yeah, you know, we'll be sucked. We'll be sucked back in after a, a good summer. Hopefully, I think we'll go in the right direction. We signed, we signed players like Godfrey. Yeah. Obviously, we bought the three and who improved the squad now, and then we signed players like Godfrey and Konku and Branthwaite last season. So, it were positive signings. So, yeah. hopefully, we continue that sort of the way of going. Mold. Still needs a big change, but oh, absolutely. Let's let's feel positive about the summer, and hopefully, we can come back next season and and finish seventh or something. <laughs> it should be. If we get to Europe, I'll be, be happy. So it's an improvement. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening. If, if you stayed with us the whole way, then you're a brave warrior because Everton is a is a touchy topic at the moment. Yes, definitely. Yeah, thanks for Karen for joining us again. Check out the Mighty Blues on YouTube. If you want more videos, including live exclusive videos, we do live videos every day. Head over to Patreon. It's great. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. <laughs>